0: All right, this is the Dino Dad Chat, and we have Adam Tiller here. He is a stand-up comedian, podcaster, and writer based in Seattle and is the host of Fadim & Friends, podcast and co-creator of the comic strip The Adventures of Beefcake and Butterball. He is a semi-finalist in the 2022 Seattle International Comedy Competition and regularly performs comedy all over the Pacific Northwest. And he just performed at the Waterwheel how you doing, Adam? I'm good, man. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Oh, yeah. Thank you for being here. Uh, so tell me all about yourself. <laughs> Why? No, no. I, I just want to know you. I I, I I, followed you, whatever. You popped up in my feed, and I'll be honest, uh, 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 I was a fanboy of you. Yeah. And I, I joked with one of my friends that I said, I, I, he calls me bro. And I said, I, I've never been called bro. At this point in my life Really? Yeah
1: I I think it's just uh, Probably uh, Midwestern Or Some kind of Being a Like playing sports and shit I'm used to calling everybody bro Are you You're from the Midwest? I grew up in the Midwest I Originally from Vermont And then I moved out here From Indiana Uh By way of Las Vegas So Uh I kind of I've been around quite a bit Yeah Why'd you move around so much? My dad worked for GE. Okay. So he, like, every three years, I mean, I lived in 10 states by the time I was 10. Uh So it was, Minnesota was, like, where I went to high school, went to college in Indiana, Uh then went to Vegas after college, and then came up here for law school. Okay. What did you study in college? Uh, Selling and sales management. But it should have been, I should have done some things differently, for sure. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Uh okay, I start off with this question just to kind of see where it goes. Who are you, Adam Tiller? Who am I? Yeah, who are you? It could, it could be deep. It could be nothing. It could be
1: however you want to respond to it. That's yeah, that's a good question. I still think I'm figuring that out. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's weird to be in this. Like I was driving over here tonight, and it's such a different scene than when I started like Mm -hmm. in in good ways and bad ways I guess yeah but I'm very like happy about what this scene has sort of become Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that are really like going for it yeah and I don't think Seattle's really a market that you're gonna get like industry Mm -hmm. but if you wanna get better at comedy and like get funnier it's a good place to like earn just like basic level chops and getting I mean you definitely have gotten better just from like doing it every night and like doing all the shows that you've done and and it takes like that's that's the thing maybe I didn't understand when I started was when you come in like you're in this thing as much as anybody else Mm -hmm. so there's not like somebody above you or whatever below you it's like you're part of the scene and what you put into it in a lot of ways is what you get out of it Mm -hmm. but there's nobody giving you a roadmap on any of that
0: what was it and i guess how long ago did you start and what was it like then compared to what it is now
1: and what's better about it now or what was better about it then i started it'll be four years in april and when i started um there was maybe, like, one mic a night, two mics a night. Yeah. And then there were club spots, but there was no, like... No one was really giving you any, any like, guide on how to do stuff. It would be, like, you'd kind of have to bother people with questions. Yeah. And I lucked out with the people that I was around and the people I asked questions to. To where I think I made good use of my time early on, uh-huh. uh, but still it was I think the scene is a lot more just richer now in terms of the number of places you can get up mm. and there are just people that are like stepping up and producing early on and like I mean you've learned like how you produce has changed dramatically over the past sec- you get better at what yeah. you're doing yeah and I mean when we talked a little while ago. I was, like, frank with you about, like, hey, man, like, you're in this thing. You're part of this. Like, what you do is a reflection on you and, like, you know, it's... Like, you want to do the best job that you can and don't spread yourself thin across too many spaces. And, like, I've definitely seen a big change with that.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I I took that that feedback. I mean, that's been the thing is I, I, I want people to tell me what to do differently. Um... And honestly, the it, it, the the thing that I'm noticing is I want to do more of it. The challenge now is I have lots of people different running different things, and and I and maybe you can advise a little bit. I I I I I, I it's not like I want to see myself on the top, but I want to 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 organize things in a way where I. Where I don't—it's kind of weird. I want control of it, but I also want people to have their own autonomy there. And sometimes I feel I'm, I'm trying to find the right people to rely on, and it's yeah. hard because some people are hard to you know depend on.
1: Yeah. No, it's. <laughs> I mean, we're all comics too, yeah. so. Yeah. Everybody's got different, uh, what they want to get out of mm-hmm. this. I think that's a really important thing to like figure out. I, it took me a while to kind of figure out what it is that I want out of stand-up. And I think most people that it, that are doing comedy and doing it regularly, they're like, I want a headline and I want to make a living yeah. doing this. Well, There's a way to do that, yeah. for sure. But are, is that the lifestyle that you want to live? Because I think there's a lot of people that, like, I want a headline and I want to make money, but I don't want to do anything. Yeah, And that's never going to happen. Yeah, And you see people that, like... They spend 15, 20 years hanging out. And it's uh, a... I think Jesselnik said this. Um, He said, doing stand-up is kind of like getting a JD. Like, you can apply it to a lot of different things. So Mm -hmm. if you do stand-up, you could be a writer, you could be a podcaster, you can do all that. But you have to kind of figure out what area you're going to go into. And you can try and do everything, but you're not going to do everything well mm-hmm. so I think the more I do it probably the smaller my circle gets and the more narrow my focus gets Yeah, I probably fucked up early on by being too broad but in what way what do you mean I I wanted to do a podcast that wasn't just comedy mm-hmm. and the way podcasts are now you kind of need to have a lane, mm-hmm. like in order for your podcast to get discovered and understood, it needs to be like marketable. Mm-hmm. And I went against, like I v- like I, I definitely did not want a podcast that was like can be explained in a sentence or less, uh-huh. and. As a result, it's made it a lot harder for people to find it. But I do think that, like, it has been a creative project that a lot of people have gotten stuff out of. It's just not, like... Like, I'm not going to probably sell tickets off my podcast. It,
0: it does seem to have a following, though. It seems people
1: pay attention to it. Yeah. Was that... I think a lot of comics do. <laughs> like, and I... That wasn't ever my intent. Okay. You know, but, like, I think... I was going through this journey... You know that a lot of people are right now three years ago three and a half years ago and i was asking a lot of those questions so if you like listen to those you get you know guidance you can get some direction mm-hmm. just through that but it's not like it's not straight comedy it's not straight storytelling yep. and i've had i've taken like creative swings where it's like oh that was not a good episode <laughs> yeah. but i mean you learn through that process for sure why would you start the podcast? To get more reps. Like, it was so hard to get on stage when I started that I wanted to get my jokes out, and that was a way to do so. Uh-huh. But it wasn't... that My goal wasn't to build a following. Yeah. Now it's like, I want to keep doing that, but I also, like, I want to create stuff that people pay it to, like, listen to, you yeah. know? And uh, it's... It's a lot of work, too. I mean... Is that...
0: I mean, you usually have comedians on there, but you've had other people on there as well. You had a,
1: a, an an attorney on there. Yeah. Yeah. Pooja. Yeah. And then a couple of friends from law school. Mm-hmm. I try... I mean, I've probably taken some steps to, like, like mm-hmm. put myself, like, uncategorizable at times, but mm-hmm. I, in general, like, I like talking to people that know a lot about something yeah like they're like that's their thing if you find somebody that's passionate about anything like that can make for really cool conversations Mm -hmm. what I did find kind of early on was like there's not that that doesn't lend itself great to comics like it's comics are trying to be funny they're not necessarily trying to be interesting so (laughs) it's like it's (laughs) It can be tricky sometimes, you know. Yeah. When you get somebody that's both interesting and funny, that's fucking incredible.
0: Who do you think's been the most interesting and funny?
1: (sighs) Interesting and funny. I mean Dave Landau has he just recorded with me yesterday Mm -hmm. and he just his journey of being a road comic and then like getting cancelled and like working with People in all these different roles, and and his like—I really appreciate people who are successful and they don't treat you differently. Mm -hmm. Like that's—if I can do anything in this space, like I would like to maintain that. Yeah. And it's—it's hard, man. Like, it's hard to—it's really fucking hard to walk into a room knowing that you've worked ten times harder than the people that are there... Yeah. Not necessarily, like, that that day or something, but, like, over the course of... And I get it, like, where... When I came in, I was, like... I was always fucking annoyed because, like, I'm waiting around all the time. Like I can't get up, I can't get up. But, like, I kind of get it now where it's, like, some of these people, they've spent years of their life doing this. Yeah. I just started, and I want the same opportunity that they have. And not that, like... Uh, what's seniority should drive everything mm-hmm. but yeah I've heard other comics like uh, people that are headlining here locally be really frustrated about that and I don't know I mean we're not in a market that supports like all these different tiers yeah. of comedy you know like, the best headliner here regionally does every type of gig he can take you know yeah. so
0: yeah it I was talking to Dwayne Wright, and he did it here in the '90s, and he knew people like Mitch Hedberg and all that. And I, I just, I I, 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 I wish I knew more about what the '90s were like here, because it seemed, I don't know. And you actually, you had somebody at at Tony V's. I don't remember his name, but he was talking about kind of here in the '90s. It seemed like you could say whatever you wanted. And because the culture has changed so much, you go to places like Texas, and you can say whatever you want there. But here, you can't. I can't mm-hmm. remember his name. Uh, Might have been Andy Harder. No, it wasn't Andy. It was a, a kind of a, I think, a thinner guy with like gray hair, older, maybe in his fifties. I can't remember. While, I don't know. But anyhow, but he was he was mentioning that uh, in his set on stage.
1: Yeah, I he, mean, there's there's like. there's a reason why like I mean there we're very fortunate to be in a place where I was just telling somebody this the other day like I'm fucking grateful that I came up here where yes it's a progressive city but there's also people that are in the middle and there's also people that are on the right and like you get bit of everybody it's i don't think it's good for a comic to be in any city where they only get one side of Uh everything yeah so like you at least learn how to do stand-up like that and then you can go wherever and pick your line based off that but if you don't if you don't even know you're being offensive to those people yeah then it's hard to like you have no awareness of it you know and it's I've seen stuff... I mean, you were in Chicago. Yeah. Like, there's some crazy shit that gets said on stage compared to here. Yeah. And then you start questioning stuff. You're like, wait, is that... Is it okay to say that stuff? Yeah. Or is, and eventually, I think you have to just pick where your line is. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's a lot of people who are like, I want to say this thing, which is great, but who, are, who does that hurt, saying that thing? And then if you're okay with the damage that's being done with that like i that's okay i, I mean i i'm not going to police that but like yeah. it's there's somebody on the other end of that joke mm-hmm. at times and yeah, it's sh- love- like you a- at a minimum you should just try and understand where they're coming from sometimes mm-hmm. it's like hey this is just crazy we're not <laughs> like, like i can't but other times you like you should you should at least listen to them and then make the decision at that point, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's, there, it's the like policing of the scene has shifted so much. Yeah. It's way more open now than it was when I came in. Like, if a lot of the people that are getting stage time right now, like, were coming up when I did, they would have been blacklisted. Like, there was, if you're not doing comedy within these parameters you're not welcome in our space which is there's nothing wrong with that it's just like that's how they were operating and i made the mistake of like that's how comedy is everywhere (laughs) what um i'm trying to think about what
0: places have been harder than here doing comedy or how have you seen how this place has helped with Doing comedy in
1: in another place, I think like going from a major city that deals in political correctness will lend itself to like you can go. It's like a square is not a rectangle, but a rectangle or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you were like starting in. I mean, the Austin scene has a reputation now that's different than what it was five to ten years ago is this kind of, like, kind of mecca for hate speech right now. Austin? Yeah. Driven by, like, you know, podcast bros and and dudes that want to say all the words that we're not supposed to say or whatever. And when those people go to places, like, if they were to play San Francisco or play... Seattle or Minneapolis or parts of New York, it's going to not go great. Or they're going to have to adjust a lot of stuff. Up here, I think, you at least are aware of what the lines are like for those people. But then there it changes, too. Like, if you go to Texas, like, there are things that politically, like, you might have baked into your act that they don't like, and then you're like, oh, these are a new set of yeah. lines. So it's 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 not like there's not one right way to do it but even those
0: moments lend itself to more bits when you you know I don't know when you're a comedian saying I tried this in whatever Texas and yeah
1: but yeah, if you're, you're getting it. paid to do well you're paid to have that figured out before you go up there yeah. or to navigate it and it's
0: have you had to do that kind of research before you go to different places? Like, look at the town, look at the people, get to
1: know. You know, I did initially, and then I realized that for me, I, anytime I'm doing homework on comedy, I'm like, this isn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just it's like when I'm like researching a joke or something. Like, I I because I have to sell it yeah so if I know that I spent time on Google like googling a joke like <laughs> I, it, for me pers- that's just my my personal that's not a right or wrong thing it's just like i the joke has like I have to really like believe in it mm-hmm. and then if it's a matter of like selling that joke to a group of people that doesn't want it like you either just don't do the joke or you figure out a way to do it differently or you pivot out of it if you need to or or whatever. And it's, I think it does make you better in the sense of like, the more different types of audiences you can get in front of, the better you'll be.
0: Speaking of, how do you... What, what is your process for writing jokes? What do you... Or, how do you... Or, I mean, did you, did you take one of those comedy classes? Yeah. You did?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, it didn't... didn't, like... <laughs> it's... I'm in a rut right now with jokes, for sure. Like, I was just telling Jay Markovitz this, where it's like, you go a couple weeks, and you're like, I don't have yeah. something, and I'm really starting to realize the material comes from not doing comedy mm-hmm. like you have to do other things like you're not what are you gonna write jokes about the set you just did yeah like you can make stuff better you can refine it but like you're not gonna you need something some inspiration you have right? to go on google and yeah, <laughs> yeah, research go, it yeah yeah and you can do topical stuff yeah. but like None of the comics that I really, like, was into their shit, that was their... I I don't... I, we're not in a market that really supports topical comedy. Yeah. Like, you need to be doing sets constantly and, like, writing constantly or whatever. So yeah. maybe it's laziness, I guess, yeah. but usually... Um,
0: you have to be in front of an audience that has been paying attention to the news. That too, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and usually here, it's good though. Yeah. Like, we're we're lucky. That's one thing that, like, you go to those other places. Like, politics aside, sometimes you go places and they're just not intelligent. Yeah. And then you have to figure out how do you make your smart jokes work to a stupid crowd. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, I mean. There are times where you're like, oh, I just... I don't care. But, yeah, if I'm in... I, I'm not somebody that, like... I think there are a lot of people in comedy that they... If a room is what they perceived as, like, beneath them, they mm-hmm. don't care. <laughs> and, like, I, I'm just not... If I can make people laugh, I want to. Yeah, You know? It's... I'm not... I used to be really concerned about, like, getting in front of the best crowds as possible. Uh-huh. And now, I'm not so much. Like, yeah. it's... I think as long as you're doing it and <clears throat> like doing it with purpose, you know. Yeah. Even not like there's <laughs> like there's yeah. not yeah. there's not like a blueprint or anything. Um What is your
0: 1-year goal and maybe what is your 5-year goal?
1: I don't know, man. Ugh. I quit my job so that was a big like build up and that's been a like that's been really hard actually Uh like scary and like intimidating and then feeling like stand up means something differently now it's not as much fun it's more like I need to do it Mm -hmm. and after this past month I'm like yeah I'm not doing that anymore like if stand up stops being fun I'm not doing stand up so doing it in a way that I can keep being happy mm-hmm. and like I, I fucking didn't maybe wrote 2 to 3 minutes this past month uh-huh. and I'm not someone that like likes running the same set constantly yeah. and I have been and I'm like I don't even like the fucking comic I'm becoming right now so even though I'm getting better in some ways there's also like what my guess ethos or what like what your your core principles are like I I want to come up with original shit and I'm not doing that because I'm doing the road too much Uh and fucking driving through Idaho or like eastern Washington or whatever and it's uh it's lonely too man like you you're not around comic yeah you're the shows you do are with like random people that you've never met before. Yeah. And you know, it's it's cool to get paid to do comedy, but it's also like really cool to enjoy the process of making comedy. Yeah. So I think I overcorrected and I need to figure out a way to like not have it be as essential for me to be working.
0: But that seemed that does seem you know, when I listen to other comedians talk about their journey along the way that there's a lot of alone time and uh i mean it it, it doesn't seem i mean i I hear you saying that 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 you're kind of stretching yourself a little thin and all that but it it still seems part of the, the process of becoming a professional comedian is doing
1: this stuff right now yeah i don't know if i like I don't think I want to be a full-time road comic like I like doing the road and I enjoy that like that experience but like there are some people that are on the road that fucking hate it yeah and I didn't get into this to hate comedy yeah. like as soon as it stops being fun I'm not doing it anymore and so figuring out a way to do that where I'm still being creative and having fun yeah. making some money but, yeah, man, it's it's work. Yeah. Like, it's you go and you're around producers and bookers you've never been around, and every night is a party for them. And if you don't get fucked up, they're kind of bummed out. Like, it's hard. Like, it, for somebody that doesn't bring, like myself, yeah. like, I just want to do the show and go to my hotel room. Uh-huh. And then there's fucking bed bugs in the hotel room. And like, Fuck. it's, yeah, it's just, it's not a glamorous life, but it is really fun to like go and do your jokes mm-hmm. and like get to do longer sets and see how it does in different places. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm sure there's a better way to do it. I'm bad with that stuff. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm good at like consistency. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not great at like long term planning.
0: Hmm. I, 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 the therapist in me wants to like help you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, hmm, let's 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 think about this. And no, I I I I'm just wondering. There's other like creative outlets. I know you have the beefcake and, and yeah. butterball. Yeah, there's a butterball and beefcake. Beefcake and butterball. Be- beefcake and butterball. And the podcast. Are there other creative outlets that you are
1: considering? I think rap. having a really cool partner has helped a lot like dude having somebody that's like there and sees the day-to-day of it and then just like kind of like pulling me aside and be like hey this isn't sustainable
0: yeah
1: like you can't this isn't like it she was fully on board with everything that I'm doing creatively when she saw it was just like beating me and it was turning into like a new addiction
0: yeah
1: and I have like I have to have some version of OCD where it's like I I do certain things every single day that I view as like I have to do those things and it's work but I was getting obsessive about it and like yeah it, it bleeds into what you bring on stage like I haven't had a set in a while where I don't come up and address the fact that I'm miserable <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's, it's, and so yeah I gotta kind of navigate that stuff and finding like what made me happy before stand up I don't, I don't know if you felt this way but like when I started stand up I was this person and then like went through the process of doing stand up and it was like Almost like a disassociation. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, like, I I lost who I was in the process, and then there's been slowly, like, coming back to who I am. Yeah. And I'm like, rediscover, oh, these are the things I actually like to do. And, like, I love doing stand up, but I don't think it should be the only thing in your life that matters. Right. It's, cause there's, there's other things that matter. There's other things that matter, and it's like, dude. 1% of 1% are able to do this professionally and live off of that money and a lot of those people are doing things that most people wouldn't be willing to do yeah whether they're selling like their integrity or like uh, there's there's always a way to do it but like being being like fucking realistic with yourself about what like what can this be in your life and how much do you want it yeah. to be a factor of it and not letting it like, like having it be, be okay. that Hey, this is a really fun thing that I like to do. And it doesn't need to always be work.
0: I feel like I want to quit all the time. Really? I mean, but then I don't want to, I'm, uh, you know, I've told my friends numerous times and they're, they always tell me that are not associated with comedy because they've seen how different and how much happier I am. But they're saying no, you you can't stop, really, yeah, I know you wanted to quit i, I, just, I just just when you know like you were saying it's not it's comedy's not everything, and then I felt you know in my life that I was just focusing too much on it, but then I realized why i 'm focusing on it is because I was so unhappy yeah and 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 now but it does become work after i mean it is I have two jobs
1: and this and this yeah. you know everything else. Uh, and you get to write And you get to Like You know Work on your material And yeah. the Like relationship Aspect of it And yeah. I mean it's Fucking exhausting Yeah But But it can't stop I mean There are certain people Where you're like Yeah they're They're not gonna stop I don't see you stopping Like I would be Really surprised If you did I would be bummed You know like <laughs> appreciate it Cause that. it's but you will start seeing that too. Yeah. Like, I mean, how long have you been in it for?
0: Just since, uh, like, kind of like, like it's all, it'll be almost two two years this
1: this this summer, I think. It's a long time. Yeah. And it goes by really I mean, fast a lot and happened. slow. A lot, lot has, a lot has
0: happened. Yeah,
1: yeah. In two years, it's 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 kind of intense and kind of crazy. I think one of the best things that I've like. I've been able in clinging on to like those moments of like oh fuck. Hmm. It's like looking back at the things you were doing when you started <laughs> and seeing how different they are now. Oh yeah, that's growth. Yeah, like, and it's you can't. It may not be tangible. Yeah, it's like dude, you created a space here where literally thousands of comedians have performed. <laughs> I, I like, yeah, I, it, 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 I, I don't even think about that
0: I just I used to just panic it's like oh how many people are going to be here and then now I don't even worry about it as much you
1: know, yeah people come and-, and I think we talked about that early on is like if you build it they will come yeah and it just it's about consistency like mm-hmm. initially it's so hard to get it rolling but then once it is people come out and like this room and the other rooms that you have have led to people getting a lot better yeah and so like I always feel fucking weird when people come up to me that are in the scene they're like, oh, I listen to your Mm podcast. Like, I I really like your podcast because I'm like, I never expected those were the people that would be into it. (laughs) You know, like, I feel like douchey because I'm in the scene too. Like, I feel weird because it's like they're looking at me differently where I'm like, no, I was just doing this thing to get better. Yeah. And it was, like, fun. And it's the same way with what you're doing where it's... Like you're creating this space that's really helping people, and you're you found your corner in this thing like it's really fucking hard to find your corner, so to find it is big you know yeah. uh i
0: i it is it is just dumb luck i I literally used to live just right down the street here yeah. <laughs> and and uh uh and and i know I still live pretty close, so it was just there was just a sign that said "Open mic here." Uh, when somebody else was running it, and then they quit, and then my friend, who I work with, was said, "No, I, you got to take this over." No, and I no, I didn't know what any of this was. Yeah,
1: I remember yeah. it before you were here. Yeah, yeah, and it's changed a lot. Yeah, well, it just took listening to people, and and I like ended up buying ads in the stranger for the open mic originally. I mean, dude, you—it's funny. When you look back at stuff like that, you're like, why did I fucking do that or whatever? You were trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I I really do have a hard time with people, like, where they kind of shit on people that are inexperienced and, like, oh, you should just know. And you're like, who the fuck? Like, nobody explained it to you before. Like, you had to learn it yourself. So you're going to, like, treat somebody shitty for... There's a difference between, like, once a person has the information, if they're still a douchebag, then that's different. But, like, helping somebody get that info, like, I just, I don't understand what, like, the hoarding or the, like, kind of gatekeeping. I I do think it's sort of, um, people don't want to help other people in stand-up because they think that by helping them, it's going to negatively affect their opportunities. Like, yeah. it's taking food from them. And it's fucking stupid. It's stupid. All the
0: successful comedians that I listened to, I was listening to Ari Shapiro just talk about how whatever happened to him was that whomever he was talking to just thought he was a nice person and then somebody canceled or something like that. And then they brought him on stage and he's like, that was it. Yeah. You know, and and, and, and you just don't
1: know. And then there's the other side of that is when that person has success, then people shit on them. Yeah. I mean I was talking to Dave Landau yesterday about this where like he got opportunities to work with Anthony Cumia and then uh, worked with Steven Crowder and like literally people that were friends with him mm-hmm. just stopped being friends with him because of a perception of what what his beliefs were and it's like that dude that he's one of the nicest people I've met in common. yeah. The other side of that is the people that publicly present themselves See, one way.
0: That's the shit that sucks. Yeah. In this thing is that anybody can say anything about anybody and and I talk to friends about just different things cuz I just try to steer clear of the drama, but it always pops up anyway. And you know the only thing you can do is consistently do the thing that is right yeah. for you and
1: and be also, a decent there's, human there's being. some like Beauty and not giving a shit. Like yeah. it's, yeah. I hate to say that because there are things that happen that are fucked up, and I don't like. I'm not condoning that, but yeah. there's some people that like you're just not gonna make happy in this space, yeah. and it's not. It's. I mean, I was talking to a dude down in Portland this past weekend. Um, Ryan Danley is his name. Is funny guy, and uh, he's been doing it a while I, mean, yeah. I think 10 years or something uh-huh. yeah. in Portland is a really like in kind of like incestuous scene like I've never been down there yeah. I like bringing some of those folks up here yeah and there's some fucking really cool people there but they hang out with each other constantly yeah. and they have like dude they have fucking four mics a night and, and they have a house that they can go hang out with at yeah. afterwards and shit, and that's super cool But then there are other problems that start happening. It's, like, jealousy and envy and, like, uh, relationships and people getting in fights over who fucked who. And, like, and it's, like, dude, it's it's just crazy. So I don't think there's, like, a right way or a wrong way, but you do kind of have to figure out what works for you. Yeah. Like, there's some people I know in this scene who are ahead of me. Yeah. And they're working and they're, like... Successful right now, like they're making a living doing comedy, and they keep as much distance from the scene as they can. It's healthy. I think. I mean, it's healthy. I
0: mean, I mean, you have to. It sucks though. Yeah. I mean, you have to kind of have your boundaries with this for sure. I mean, I, I didn't really. I mean, it felt, you know. Oh, look, I'm making all these friends, and then you do it more, and you're like, well, I will. I have to, you know, you have to to learn who people are
1: and, yeah. and not... We're people that wouldn't normally congregate yeah. yeah, in any other circumstance. I mean, you know, a 40-year-old like me all of a sudden hanging out with, like, 20-year-olds. Yeah, it's fucking you know, weird, dude. Like, not... It's a it's a weird social structure. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it either. No. No. no.
0: Um, uh. Well, I don't really have any more questions, but I, I, I first thank you for sitting down and doing this with me. It's yeah, good dude, to get thanks to for having you. me on. Get to know you a little bit better.
1: Uh, anything else you want to add or promote or whatever? Um, yeah, just the podcast is on YouTube uh, Fatim and Friends, FADAM and Friends, F A D A M and Friends. It's on wherever you download podcasts. And then my website's adamtillercomedy.com. And then I just always, like, encourage anybody that's, like, if you if you want to do that thing, like, create or whatever, like, just fucking don't let that noise detract you from doing it. Like, yeah. you're going to fall on your face, but, like, fall forward, you know, like, fail forward and then grow from it. And, like, some people aren't going to like it, but... I mean, you'll figure out who they are pretty soon. Yeah, it feels much better just to not give a shit sometimes. Dude, this this scene compared to when I came in, the biggest difference is that people are like friends. Yeah. Like there's there's actual community that exists. Yeah. That didn't exist before. Well, and if that's not a win, I don't know what it is. Well, that
0: was honestly, that was like the big part of this for me, you know, was was trying to nurture Community and keep good people here, and then, you know, encourage people to take care of themselves. Yeah, because when I did it, and 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 I, you know, I was just thinking it was kind of like a little, I don't know. Not, uh, I didn't realize it, it was as taken seriously here as as the people were that were coming here. And as a therapist, I just started hearing people talking. About very personal shit on stage, and I thought these people need help. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> there's some of that like, for sure. Yeah,
0: and it was a lot of people at once, and I and I, you know, that was part of the drive here. Is it, it, it feels much better to to encourage people to taking care of themselves because I don't know. I know, I know, healthier comedians. In my opinion are are more enjoyable to watch.
1: Yeah, and they're funnier, you know, and it's dude there there was a time like right when the pandemic came back, there were there was like we were doing shit outside, you know. Yeah. And like compared to what it is now, it's crazy. And you yeah. see people where like the first time they go up you're like, This person is like a loose cannon whatever and then they slowly start getting it and yeah. like they learn that from other comics
0: right like that's okay. that's the best part is seeing somebody you know even me i was like i, I was watching some old thing that i thought i did a good job at yeah and I, I, and I was just seeing how much i was floundering and you know i, I can see the difference now yeah that. but it's, it's it's good it's just I, yeah no i love seeing people that start grown. getting it you know and, and then cheering you know I cheer people on I want them to get it I want yeah. them to get it because uh, I, I, I you know and I guess for me I, I try to see the thing that that is like the strength in somebody that they are also insecure about because I say that insecurity is what's going to bring people together so like focus on that thing that, that makes you feel awful
1: I wish you saw me when I started <laughs> Ask Blake Kiltoff or Corey Michaelis what I was like when I came in. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I was, like, fucking stray dog, you know? Yeah. Like, and I was in a lot of pain, you know? Yeah. And I try not to forget that, you know? Like, it's... I'm very thankful for this thing. And there's nothing else like it. But... There are pros and cons to it, for sure. Overall, I think we have a really cool scene right here. And it's... I mean, a large part of what you're doing, man. So, like, keep doing what you're doing. Well, you're doing it, too. So, I mean, people look up to you and like you.
0: Uh, I I have a lot of respect for what you're doing, so Yeah man, number Mark. one fanboy. Yeah, I am. I'm your fanboy. You I <laughs> thank you for letting me do my uh my <laughs> my Adam
1: stuff. <Tiller>. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> All right. No problem. Well thanks uh, for having me on. Yeah,
0: thank you. All right. That was Adam Tiller. Follow him, listen to him. Have a good night.